Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It's episode 76, and surprisingly, kind of a lot going on with the Padres in the last week. I kind of thought we were going to hit a lull here in the offseason, but luckily we had the international signing deadline moved. That was January 15th. 11 new Padres got signed, so adding to our prospect no, base, stash, wealth, uh, whatever you have you. What would you say? Wealth. Wealth. Okay. Wealth is fine. Um, no drama with any of the arbitration cases. We had arbitration stuff. What I feel like it was a week or two, maybe two ago. Nothing interesting really happening. Everybody signed without uh, much drama or no drama at all. Baseball America released their top 100 list, which always gets people going. And seven Padres were on it. That's the most in baseball. No big deal. And it's specific. It's especially intriguing because in an offseason that saw the Padres trade for Blake Snell and you Darvish and now Joe Musgrove, who we're going to talk about today. That's pretty wizardly from AJ Preller to have seven Padres in the in the top 100, according to Baseball America, leads baseball coming in just behind them. In number two is the Blue Jays with six. The Marlins have six. That's a lot for them. The Rays at five. You're welcome. The Mariners at five, you're welcome. Those are all former Padres. Orioles, five. D-backs, five. Tigers, five. Don't see the Dodgers on that list. So uh, eat shit, Dodgers. And it's also the second time in the last three years that the Padres have been at least tied for the most top 100 prospects of any team in baseball. So the old rebuild slash reload slash also competing for a World Series Right now, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this done where not only are you building a championship team, but you're also keeping all of your best prospects. No team's ever done it quite like this. The Dodgers, I think a couple years ago, were close when they were accumulating really high end prospects. And then also they snagged Mookie Betts in, a, in just the steal of all steals, uh, but not to this extent, not getting this much dramatically better this quickly. Can you like this is unheard of. For you too, right? No, it's 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 amazing what Preller's been able to do. He ple- it's pleasing Un- everybody. Unheard of. The, yeah, the people that love to hoard prospects, mm. they're all still happy because they've kept their their high end talent. Campusano, Abrams, Hassel, the number one pick, Gore, and then the guys who are like, ah, oh, sell the prospects. Who gives a shit? Just make the best the, the major league team the best you can. He's done that too. It's pretty unprecedented. On today's show, there is, is it a divisive trade? I'm not even sure if it was a divisive trade. And by divisive, I mean, I feel like everybody kind of universally loves it among broadcasters, analysts, Padres, Twitter. I wasn't the biggest fan of it when it first happened. I've somewhat warmed to it. We'll break it down why you're wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't that I just didn't really like it. I was just confused why they needed to do it, but we're going to talk a lot about it. We lost Kirby Yates. So poor shot glass 
dump it out. That was harsh for for, for one of the longer <laughs> tenured Padres who was, by all accounts, I think um, a really good leader on the team. I loved Kirby Yates. And then there's a new hall of international prospects that I alluded to. January 15th uh, is the new July 2. So if you're a big July 2nd fan, when all the, all the prospects sign now, um, they have shifted it, I, th- I, I think, permanently. I'm not sure if it's going to be permanently or not. But I, I like January 15th just because um, we don't need any July- – during July, we've got enough going on with the trade deadline and the middle of summer and – there, there's plenty of content for July. I, I need more content for January, so I was grateful for this. So, kind of a lot to get into. I'm, I'm grateful. It's, it's a show on January 20th. This is the inauguration day. Happy inauguration day to all of you. Um, lots of content. I'm, I'm shocked that we get this much content. Before we get into all of it, Wade, how about bet online? The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. They switched it up on me. Lock from it up. Game spreads, <laughs> from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. We had a good uh, NFL Week Two playoffs last week, didn't we? What a good time! We had a great Week Two. Both we uh, nailed nailed our locks. I nailed a couple bets. One of them being a parlay. The account is starting to look a little healthier. It's, it's been on life support for the last couple of months. It's, it's healthier now. International signings is where I wanted to start because just, I, I wanted to have a guest for this segment because I, I'd like to have an expert talk about these guys because nobody really knows who these guys are yet. And you can, you can read the reports on them. You go to MLB.com, check out their lists. You go to Baseball America. That's behind a paywall. Fangraphs has some stuff on international guys. But a lot of these guys are 16, 17. You're lucky if they're 18 or 19. There's there's so many unknowns here, but we're going to talk briefly about them before we get into the Joe Musgrove stuff, because that's that's the juicier information. But international science, if you're a prospect lover, you're probably listening to the show because you like prospects. And the Padres needed to retool the farm system after a ton of trades. They lost um, a few of the lo- the back end 30 prospects for the Joe Musgrove trade. We're going to talk about them in in a few minutes, but we'll start with Victor Acosta shortstop from the Dominican Republic. He is the number one signing by the Padres via baseball America. He's only ranked number 21 overall, but the Padres paid him $1.8 million reportedly. And he's a shortstop. They like him defensively. They like his footwork, his hands, the arm. Everything screams that he's going to stay at shortstop. And the Padres have had really good luck developing their shortstops, whether you can move them to a different position later, whether you can use them as trade bait, Gabriel Arias, RIP. It's been paying off. The Padres love to get shortstops. They're they're typically at this age the best athletes, the best baseball players. It makes a lot of sense. And from what I'm reading, the scouts love his defense, his instincts, especially at the plate. He's a switch hitter. They say he has good bat speed. He's only 16. He's a, he's on the smaller side, but does that mean anything to you? Uh, 
a, a guy that's 16 years old. That's he's the highest ranked Padres prospect that's being signed from the Dominican. Does that mean anything to you? No, I mean, just look at both you and I from 16 to 32, 33. Now, how much we've grown. I couldn't gain weight at 16 if I tried. So, uh, yeah, it was it, like three Chipotle burritos a day. Couldn't put on a pound. <laughs> no, um, no, especially as active as we were playing sports, too. Um, it was impossible. And, uh, you know, I, I like Victor Acosta. He seems like the, the, the prize that the Padres got, although the next guy I like a little bit more, I think, not knowing much about him, just from what I've been reading, Victor Lizarraga, I think is how you say his name. He's a right-handed pitcher out of Mexico. He's ranked 34th, according to Baseball America. And the top pitcher picked by the Padres, they say he's already in the low 90s, 93, 94 maybe, has a potential out pitch in his curveball. He's 17 years old, just turned 17. Big kid, 6'4", 180. That's already bigger. That's way bigger than we were in high school. This is this was my I think my favorite pickup. They I think he has the potential for the highest ceiling. He's right-handed, which might hurt you a little bit, but it, if he were in high school in the states, he'd be being talked about. I think as a back-end first-round pick. So Acosta needs a little bit more work. He seems set defensively, offensively. I'm not so sure about Lizaraga. I w- can't wait to see and in, get into rookie ball and. You know, the Mexican connection with uh, um, some of the other guys in the system. There aren't as many Mexicans in the system as there used to be. But, you know, teaming up with I, I know Padres Twitter loves whenever we, the Padres get a Mexican. And there's this ongoing joke about how the, the front office always trades the Mexicans on the team. But uh, I think he's going to fit in really well in the system. And I I have a feeling that he's going to be more advanced than most of the guys his age by the time he gets to rookie ball. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing him in rookie ball. Um, I'm only going to talk about. Wait. I'm only going to talk about two more guys. There's there's a list of eleven here. Um, I'll I'll breeze through the last few, but the, the the next two that have, you know, have any kind of meaningful reports on them that were actually ranked out of all the guys that are signed. Samuel Zavala, he's an outfielder from Venezuela, and Daniel Montesino, also an outfielder from Venezuela. Kind of a cool connection there. They were ranked 37 and 42. Both kind of project as corner outfielders, so that like you know, same country. Um, same position, the, the kind of the same approach that the reports on them are that um, Zavala has has the one of the best one of the best pure hitters in the entire class. And he's a lefty hits to all fields. Montesino, same. He's a little bit bigger, but also hits to all fields. Um, gonna be cool to watch these two guys rise through the system together and hopefully they can stay together unless Preller Prellers them off for a number seven starter before we can even get into the season here. I, I, I don't think there's any rules forbidding Preller from signing a guy and then trading him right away. I've never seen that happen, but um, Montesino went to Carlos Guillen's Academy in Venezuela. So that's pretty interesting. The last few guys are um, two, th- let's look, three right-handed pitchers. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Rodriguez from Venezuela. Johnny Rosario is also from Venezuela. Yariel Morena is from Panama. Eddie Beltre has really high marks for his speed. One of the fastest guys available in the international signing period. Outfielder from the Dominican. Javier Chasson. Is it Chacon? Chasson? I don't know. Left-handed pitcher from from Cuba. Wade's uh, a whiz with foreign names. You always defer to Wade when you're trying to pronounce a hard last name. Alejandro Hernandez, shortstop from Venezuela. And 
Eber Villalobos. Villalobos is a tremendous name, catcher from Mexico. So there's another Mexican for the system. The last guy I want to talk about was Dominican right-hander Harleen Susana. He was a guy being looked at by the Cardinals this year, according to reports. He's It looks like he's going to uh, reclassify into next year's international signing period. So there were a lot of rule changes this year with international signings. You weren't allowed to trade pool money this year. I don't know if that's going to transfer over next year. That was a really popular thing to do. They instituted this new rule where you, you only have a, you have a set number that it's not the wild west as it was in 2017, uh, with just unlimited spending. Adrian Morahone got like $11 million. That's not the case anymore. They, they have rules set in place, um, for signing players and you were able to trade pool money in the past. If you, if you'd like to this year, you weren't really allowed to, a lot of scouts couldn't see guys in person for a long time. Harleen was kind of hidden for a while. And then when scouts were able to go look at him in October, fastball was up to 97 already. P- guys are loving him that he's going to reclassify to next year and sign for a lot of money. They're, they're probably, I think forecasting. It looks like according to baseball America, $1.5 million, potentially more. That's a, that's a name to look on or look out for next season is one of the top international guys that the Padres sign, but he is, let's see, he's going to be 18 when he signs. So think of that as just like another, he's going to move a lot quicker than some of these other guys who are 16, 17 years old. When he signs, he's going to be 18. That's, it's basically another draft pick, a high draft pick that the Padres are going to get looking towards next year. Lot to digest. A lot of Venezuelans. A lot of Venezuelans this year. Love it. Yeah, it looks like there's at least four Venezuelans, five, a couple Mexicans, some Dominicans, a Cuban. Um, Potter's been doing well with their their minor league uh, exploits in Cuba, along with I, I know I guess the rest of their international signings have done have done pretty well too, according to you know what they did in sixteen and seventeen and. Recently, they've been trading a lot of their, like Jason Santana, a lot of these other guys that they've been trading. Um, Omar Cruz was a guy that they just traded for Joe Musgrove. And then a, f- a few of these other, um, these guys, Ed- Andy Rodriguez was also traded for Joe Musgrove or Musgrove. He signed in 2018. So kind of just a revolving door, it seems like, of international prospects. But if you can, if you can unload them and get some, some major league talent in just like a couple years, that's, that's how you know you sign some good ones. Wade, before we do Joe Musgrove, we've got a new sponsor to the show this week. So you want to tell the people what they're getting? With the new year comes a ton of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Steak has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus get free shipping with code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor. Mini beef Wellington steak burgers, sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon. I know you love that, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Every order is flash frozen delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. 
speaking my language there with the new sponsor. Love, love a good steak and bacon wrapped shrimps. Come on, I mean, I uh, I might be sampling that with a, a believe code later this week. I'll let you know how it goes. And good read by you. I'm surprised. A, a fresh read. No, no real stumbles from you today. None at all. Great read by me. Thank you. The Joe Musgrove trade. This love it. was a surprise. You love it because you just love anything that Preller <laughs> does. It was a three-team deal. Pretty creative. Padres get Joe Musgrove, best player in the deal. Mets get Joey Lucchese, RIP. Pirates get Hudson Head. He was a top 10 prospect in the system. David Bednar, who you and I both liked, is a bullpen option, but you know, not a high-end, high-leverage, late-inning reliever type guy, but we both liked him. Omar Cruz, a left-handed pitcher who I just mentioned, he was signed as an international prospect by the Padres in 2017. Andy Rodriguez also signed as an international prospect. He signed in 2018. He is, let's see, what do I have on him? He's a catcher, only, only a rookie ball guy. So he, I don't think he has any time in the States yet. He played Dominican Summer League for the Padres. He played um, Gulf Coast League for the Padres. Eh. I don't know. I'm not too worried about losing Andy Rodriguez or Omar Cruz. Omar Cruz actually had a really nice 2019. Last time we saw him was in Fort Wayne, 10 games, 49 innings, struck out 62 with a 276 ERA. Nothing wrong with that. And reports for Drake Fellows is a guy that um, did not play in 2019. He was uh, a sixth round pick by the Padres. I, I don't know pretty much anything about Drake Fellows other than I think uh, the reports coming out uh, after this trade were that the Pirates seem to really like Drake Fellows. So they got some guys that they appreciate. The Padres get Joe Musgrove, who I think for the most part has kind of been an average starting pitcher or slightly worse. Kind of everyone forecasts him to be a back end of the rotation piece for the Padres. And what this does is a few things. One, it saves the Padres from having to sign a free agent pitcher that's, you know, if you sign a free agent pitcher who's what Joe Musgrove is, you're looking at a guy that's $9 million, $10 million, $12 million in free agency. There was a lot of Masahiro Tanaka rumors. He would have been much more. Um, so it, it kind of locks up who the Padres are going to be rolling with come spring training. It also assures us that Mackenzie Gore, Ryan Weathers, Adrian Morahone will be starting the year in the minors, I think almost guaranteed. And from that, from a team that isn't afraid to promote aggressively, as we've seen in the past, it kind of shows that those guys weren't perceived as being ready for having a consistent role with the Padres. So this adds depth to the rotation. It hedges against Lamette, RIP hedges, but the, a, a, a potential Lamette surprise slash not surprise injury from happening again, because we kind of all know that there's a higher risk of a Lamette injury than others. Preller has publicly said that this is not a hedge. They just like adding pitchers when they can. And you can never, you know, the cliche, you can never have too much pitching. But honestly, this is this is clearly just a hedge on uh, Lamette. If Lamette didn't get hurt last year and we were rolling with all the players that they have right now, I don't think they trade for Joe Musgrove. This also leads. Yeah, what do you got? Here's why you're wrong. Okay. This is the stat of the day. You ready for this? 
Oh, is he from he San has, Diego? No way. He is from San Diego. Holy shit. <laughs> Here is the stat of the day, though. He has two pitches with a whiff rate of over 50%. His slider is being whiffed at 50.6%, and his curveball is being whiffed at 53.2%. Do you know how many pitchers there were this year that had a whiff rate of over 50%? 10. Couldn't tell you. There were 10. 10. Only one other pitcher had two pitches with over a 50% whiff rate. Do you know who that was? You know, he only threw 39 innings this year, right? It was Bieber, the AL Cy Young winner. Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber. Oh, Bieber. I went for the, um, the, office, the office joke. Who's Justice Bieber? No. Bieber, okay. barely know her. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> Go ahead. Were, were you finishing your thought there? He's good, yeah. right? You think he's good? I think his whiff rate is amazing. You know who was number one on whiff rate last year? On overall whiff rate? No. Jacob deGrom? S- Snellzilla's curveball. 61.8%. Are we married to Snellzilla? Because I'm not. The, the name, I mean, not, that, the, not the player. The, the Padres are already selling Snellzilla shirts, so the Padres are married yeah. to it. But do we? I think we can come up with something better. I, I will pass on the Snellzilla shirt. Just my just my opinion. Uh, just kind or, of I mean, up, you're getting you're getting a pitcher that's been able to stay healthy. Um, he hasn't really pitched in a pitcher friendly ballpark in Pittsburgh, so now he's coming to a pitcher friendly ballpark in Petco, and uh, we have an amazing defense. He lets people he lets people whiff, and when they whiff, they're not putting balls hard in play. And this defense can back that up. And by the way, he's from San Diego. Oh, yeah, he's from San Diego. Everyone loves this trade. And I'm thinking if he's not from San Diego, it's not it doesn't get universally loved this way from from locals, at least a a lot of former uh, players that I've seen that have connections to San Diego. Cody Decker says is his favorite trade of the the offseason. I think that's very weird, but okay. Uh, big leaguer and or former big leaguer and resident of Japan who will not return my DMs. Adam Jones, also a native San Diegan, says he loves the trade. And Chris, Tristan Cockroft, who writes for ESPN, he specializes in fantasy baseball stuff, says that if anything, he loves the deal because Musgrove, who had one of the worst uh, run supporting casts behind him, he was he was only getting four runs of support last year, is moving from one of the worst teams offensively in baseball to one of the best teams offensively in baseball. So that kind of, that can help any pitcher, but especially when one pitcher is going from having the worst offense behind him to one of the best, then that's going to be nice. Um, my thoughts on the deal. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of advanced metrics. Uh, if, if you list, if you read fan graphs or baseball savant, there's a whole bunch of stuff. He, he ranked in the, uh, Top 90% in exit velocity last year for a pitcher, which you know is a good thing. Hard hit rate was 79 percentile. percentile. Um, K rate was 90 percentile. Barrel rate was 70th percentile. Whiff rate was 84th percentile. So he was – you love all this stuff. The spin rate's been great. He's getting a lot of Ks. Um, he's not hitting barrels. He's not giving up hard hits. He's not giving up exit velocity. Like all these things are really good. It's also only been one year of him doing that. I know that he's moving to this team. A lot of these things can hopefully progress um, or at least stabilize from what we saw last year. 
I I'm, I just need to see more from him. It was 39 innings last year. Other than that, he hasn't been around that long. I, he seems like a great human being. I love that he's from San Diego and he's coming home and he's jacked up to be coming home. And he's saying all the right things. Of course he is. Is he that much better than the other options that the Padres already had in-house? And it's it's not like we didn't give up nothing for him. We gave up Joey Lucchese, who was an option at the back end of the rotation. And then we gave up Hudson Head, who is a top 10 prospect. It was a, f- a future center field option or outfield option. Has a lot of um, high upside ability who, you know, we drafted in the third round, but paid first round money. I really, I liked Hudson Head a lot. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed we lost him. We did get, I mean, Joe Musgrove is going to be uh, an important piece for this team moving forward. And if this team wants to win a World Series this year, which they definitely do, Joe Musgrove, I think, has a place on the team and is going to help a lot. And they're not asking too much from him, which is nice too. He's going to be the fifth man in the rotation. I, I, I'm, I've come around. I, I initially was very confused why I thought they needed to do the deal, but reading all this advanced metric stuff on him, all the baseball savant information on him, uh, all the stuff from Statcast, he seems to be a guy that's trending at least in the right direction. Baseball progression is a pitcher especially is, is not linear. That's my new favorite saying when we're analyzing how pitchers perform from year to year, it's not linear. So just because he improved in all these areas last year does not mean he's going to sustain it or continue to improve. It was a 39 and two thirds inning sample size last year for, you know, just me being a Debbie downer. But other than that, he, he's been doing all the right things. He's still pretty young. He's not making that much money. So it, it saved the team money. They didn't have to give it a top prospect. They rounded out the rotation. I guess it's all good things. I'm not going to be. Former, former first round pick, you've forgotten to say. Um, yeah, 46 overall. It's a supplemental round pick, but I get you give it to him as a first rounder. I, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to be the, the upset Ryan today on the show like you wanted me to. And you could have all the glory of loving the trade. I'm not going to do it, but. I I'm fine with the trade overall. Wow. Uh, you've backtracked in a couple days. It happens. You know, I, I need to, I need time to digest <laughs> the trade. I need, I need to digest. I think that's, I think that's allowed, especially since we don't do a daily show. If we did a daily show, I might've been a little different. Touche. Welcome home. I don't know if you heard he's from San Diego. Where'd he go to high school? Grossmont High. Whoa. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Last thing we're going to talk about today is the, I think, sad news. Kirby Yates is walking, and he's going to walk to Toronto and join the new kind of like AL East juggernaut, the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, they're going to be good. Um, I don't think they have the pitching, personally. But other than that, the, the offense is nasty. They're, they're going to score the most runs or the second most runs in the American League. They're going to up there with the Twins and the Yankees and the Blue Jays. That's, that's who's going to be running the show in the American League. I think they don't have the pitching, but other than that, I'm really sad that Kirby Yates walked. He was arguably the best reliever in baseball in 2019. That was just, you know, one full season ago. Uh, finished with a 119 ERA, 41 saves, struck out 41.6% of opposing batters and walked just 5%. He was nasty. Do people forget that quickly just because he had a rough six innings, which 
had to, he had to get shut down in 2020 because of an injury. People were ready to move on from him that quickly after being the best reliever in baseball. You especially. I mean, no call. I'm talking to you. You're the only one on the show, Wade. So I'm talking to you. <laughs> I mean, with the closer and that type of injury, it is scary. I don't think you can risk that amount of money that he got. So it is a little sad to see him walk, but it was a move the Padres could not afford to make. The, it was reported at a little over eight million. I think it settled in at five and a half million with incentives built in. I think the Padres could have afforded that. That's what Trevor Rosenthal is going to get. I'm assuming that by letting Kirby Yates walk, they were more interested in Trevor Rosenthal. I still think they sign. I mean, there's also talks of just give it to Drew Pomeranz. The, the bullpen's already really good. I saw a thing. I, I forgot where it was, but they were ranking MLB bullpens. The Padres were still in the top three as they are right now. I still think they need that everyday closer. That's not Drew Pomeranz. I like Drew Pomeranz where he is. So like uh, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> People love that take, by the way. You should you should keep putting that out there. That is oh, your most popular take. Most popular take by far. <laughs> it does. But this th- does this n- look like Trevor Rosenthal is what they're going after now? Because I don't think they're set with what they have in the in the bullpen. It's either going to be Trevor, or like you said, Drew. I mean, I think they're very confident in Drew. They pay him closer amount of money. So if yeah. they don't sign Trevor, it's it's Pomerantz's ball. Here's the case against Trevor Rosenthal, and I've said it said it many times. Trevor Rosenthal in 2019, which was MLB's last full regular normal season, he bounced around the minors for 15 innings, was cut by Detroit, was cut by Washington after pitching 15 and a third innings at the major league level and giving up, wait for it, 24 earned runs. In 15 and a third innings. And so he had a case people, of the yips and he got so over. So Padre fan, he was a stone's throw away from going to Taiwan. And Padre fans, I don't know what the front office wants to do, but Padre fans love him and are ready to give him the keys to the car for 23 good innings last year. Are we drunk? What are we doing, people? 23 innings last year. The guy was almost out of baseball a year ago. I'll play the, the what are we doing sound from Taylor Twillman. Yeah, he's back apparently. And after pitching pretty well for the Padres and going around Twitter, sucking up to every fan base on the planet, whoring himself remember, out there. Remember just a couple months ago when he was your favorite Padre because he was sucking up to you? No, that was you. Check oh, the tape. get out of here. We will check the tape. I've learned who he is now. I thought we were special. He was flirting with me at the bar. He was giving me the sexy eyes, the Nala eyes from Lion King. I thought he liked me. And then I go to the bathroom and he's talking to two other teams, giving them the sexy you, eyes. You come back and he's like, that'll be $200. <laughs> Urban words is that you want to go up to your, do you have any money on you? Like, no, get away from me. I, I learned who you are. I, I don't, now I, I'm not interested anymore. That's how I feel. What you're, are you still a Trevor Rosenthal guy? I think he would be. I think he fits the team well. His Twitter personality meshes with the best Twitter on slutty in MLB. His his personality um, is slutty on Twitter. That's that you think that fits in? Yeah, he he wines and dines before he fucks. <laughs> you know. 
I don't know if that applies here, but sure, I get you, I get what you're going. Okay. I I actually wouldn't be upset if they signed him because if he's terrible, then they can just cut us, and I don't care. Like Pagan, Pomeranz, other options in the back of the bullpen. Ad- Austin Adams, who I like. Um, go ahead and sign Trevor Rosenthal. I don't care. I don't really care if he's good. He's good. If he's not, you can cut him, and I don't think it hurts the bullpen too much. I I do think they need one more bullpen piece. I just hoped it would have been Kirby Yates, but they're going off. They're going after the guy in the low cut dress, apparently. Showing showing side boob. That's what's more important, at least to Pottery fans. I have no idea what Proler's thinking again, but I, I I miss Kirby Yates. I liked having the guy that was there for all the teams that were really bad and who was one of the older guys on the team that had the experience that, you know, was there for, for the teams that were terrible. I like I like keeping those guys around. It's one of the reasons why I like now this. now all we have is Will. Yeah, it's just Will. That's why I like keeping Will around. That's kind of sad why I was sad why we lost Austin Hedges. Just because I wanted him to have one good season, and he we had like a month of a good season, and then got traded, so that was something, I guess. But other than that, um, I guess that's my Trevor Rosenthal take. Don't love Trevor Rosenthal; he's not that good. Hopefully, we'll be checking the tape at the end of this year when he wins the <laughs> Trevor Hoffman <laughs> Trevor Hoffman NL Reliever of the Year award. When he strikes out the side to end the World Series, and the Padres win. Yes. Yeah, very likely. And I will uh, I don't we'll know. I'll remember go, episode 76. I'll go streaking around your your place um, down the street if, if that happens. How's that sound? All don't, the way. Don't want to say where you live. No, I'm not running to Petco. That's a little far. Anyway. Well, before I we mean, get, it could be at Petco, you know? This global pandemic could be over. So we'll be we'll be live at the game. Streak at the game. Oh yeah. Ooh. I'd be a legend if that happened. Let's do locks of the week before we get out of here. You got an NFL pick for me this week, Wade? I have been hot. I think I've won the past four weeks. So if you've been betting with me, your account's looking some kind of nice. We had a good week. No, you have not won that many in a row. You <clears throat> lost last week of the season. You lost Arizona. Fine. And then you were off last uh, week. So oh, no, you took I Washington. Mean, no, was I took that? the Bills last week. No, last week you took Buffalo. I'm looking at um, Washington. I don't know what game that was. So the Tampa game doesn't matter. Anyway, let's move on. Wait, what's your what's your lock of the week this week? We are going with the Packers. Tom Brady had a Whoa. moment. Packers minus three. Tom Brady. It is three. And, it, it is three and a half right now. Okay, three and a half. Still take it. Rodgers isn't losing this year. It's his MVP year. This is his Super Bowl year. You son of a bitch. Was that your take too? Yeah. Well, Double, there's not that many games down. to choose from, so it's, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to blame you. No, I, I took the Packers last week, minus seven. Uh, they covered. The Packers at home versus the, the warm weather team who I did not play well last week. Drew Brees lost the game for them, for the Saints last week. The Bucks right. did not win the game at all. I have no confidence in the Bucks going to Lambeau and in winning this game, let alone even coming close. I don't think it's that close a game. Um, I was shocked that I saw this, the line opened at four and then it moved down to three pretty quickly. I think the Bucks are kind of America's team this year. Everybody loves to bet on the Bucks because of Tom Brady. I think there's a ton of value here on the Packers and I love the Packers too. So if you do our locks of the week, I say double down like we're doing and you bet the Packers all day because I think this is this is easy money. I think the public... 
is dumb and they're all on Tampa Bay. So Packers lock it in. Final thoughts from you? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. We do we like the Bills this week? Plus three? I don't know. I don't know, but would love to see Bills Mafia get in the Super Bowl. I mean, Bucks, I mean, uh Packers Chiefs is kind of an ideal matchup, I would think though. If assuming Mahomes is healthy, that's that's the matchup I think everybody wants to see. Right. The two QBs, the old guard and the new guard. Yeah, that's a, that's a sexy matchup, but I do love the Bills, too. Thank you for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. That was Wade. I'm Ryan. Talk to you all next week. Little Wayne was pardoned. Just move on up. your destination. Though you may find from time to time. <laughs> Wasn't that a while ago? Today. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was all because of my quotes. It's, I've been inseminating Trump. What did he need to be pardoned for? Uh, Guns. Nice. Classic. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.